Hare Krishna, Guru Parampara, Guru Vishnu, Guru Parampara, Guru Bhakta Vrinda, Guru Premanandi. How's everybody? Bit wet, yeah, yeah, muddy. Had a sour growing. It's muddy at your place too. You have four-wheel drive cars. Uh, one. She does. Okay. I'll trade my name for one. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have. <clears throat> Been busy. So, any questions tonight? Yes. I've heard the terminology, uh, I've not read much regarding it, Sadhguru, and I believe their feeling in using that terminology is that guru really connects you to your, you know, that can lead you to your place in Braj. Could you speak a little about that? Because I just want to have a proper understanding of when people say Sadhguru. Well, I think that uh, people may think about it in different ways, um, but if we look at uh, sacred Hindu uh, culture, we find that it is very uh, um, much pervaded, if you will, by um, the concept of of the guru. I mean, it comes from there, right? Although, obviously, the term comes from there, obviously, the, the concept applies uh, universally. That's why now even uh, sometimes the uh, you know the high tech companies will refer to their their uh, CEO or something as as the guru, and so it's a concept that's un- universal. The teacher, the one who has the knowledge, whom we can get the knowledge from. And um, India is a very worshipful uh, uh, culture, Hindu culture. Uh, the father is a guru, the older brother is a guru, even the mother is a guru um, in many respects um, in the society. Um, your uh, music teacher, your uh, teacher of the uh, of the arts, uh, military arts, uh, Dronacharya. Drona was the Acharya of the military arts that uh, uh, in, 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 in led the school in which Arjun and the Pandavas were, were trained. So you know the story of Arjun, the archer, and what was the other fellow's name? Eka. Ekalavya. And Ekalavya wanted to be the best. Um, Archer, and turned out he was better than Arjun, but whatever it was, Dronacharya wanted Arjun to be, and so he told Ekalavya to cut off his thumb when he asked Acharya, I'll do whatever you ask. Hmm? Of course, when he cut off his thumb, then he couldn't be an archer anymore, and Arjun became known as the most, the greatest archer. But the glory of Ekavalya transcends archery um, for his sense of obedience, of, of, I guess I would call it a sense of serving 
the concept of knowledge, that knowledge is acquired by by serving it, knowing is, is, is arrived at by by serving. Um, this is, uh, Hindu culture is very steeped in this. Um, so all across the board, the, the, the gurus everywhere worship everywhere. The cows are worshipable, the trees are worshipable, uh, gods are, and goddesses are posited behind the rivers and the oceans and the mountains and and uh, the nature is approached worshipfully um, uh, and appropriately so because we're living on her, her bounty and so forth. And of course the idea therein also is that, as I often say, if you love someone, they tell you all their secrets. So if you approach in a worshipful way, you'll find out things that you wouldn't find out by approaching in another way, which is kind of how we look at the modern scientific approach to nature. We we think we've found everything out about it, but, but it's it, the secret that it has a soul and it's us is is entirely lost. And what profiteth a man or a woman if they gain the whole world and lose loseth their soul? <laughs> I think it's a Bible uh, saying something like that. So, at any rate, worshipful culture, and there are all types of gurus. There's a famous statement in the Bhagavatam uh, spoken by Krishna to Uddhava. Uh, I'm sure you know it. Acharjaman bijani an naraman karichit sarvadeva mayo guru. The first two lines of the famous one. Acharja, what is Acharjaman bijani I, you should know, Uddhava, that I myself am the acharya. Therefore, uh, one should never be envious of the Acharya, he is the embodiment of all the gods. And the context in which Krishna is saying this about himself, right, is in speaking about the Kula Guru. Kula Guru means like the family guru, who's like the priest on the, on the within the Varnashram, who uh, presides over the, the the various samskars in in a family's life, giving a name giving ceremony, namkarana, the upanayana, the thread, uh, the marriage ceremony. It's all dealing with the temporal, hmm? not with that which is sat, that which is eternal. Only in a very indirect way is the varnashram dealing with the eternal, in that there are four goals of life. In the Varnashram, or attainables, desirables, Dharma, Artha, Kama, and the fourth one is Moksha. When you get that, you're outside of the Varnashram now. Hmm? You're, you're beyond it. It's like there, but it's like, we don't talk about that too much. It's Dharma, Artha, and Kama. It's the Pravriti Marg. Hmm? And within the Pravriti Marg, or the, the path of acquisition and material prosperity, hmm? and the method toward, for that. There is a point where someone should reach some level of material exhaustion or exasperation, and then turn towards the moksha side. And, and as soon as you do that, you're in a, you're in another position now. You're going from the pravritti mark to the nivritti mark. It's really not connected to the varnashram. Therefore, it said, after dharma jignasu comes brahma jignasu. After inquiring about religious life, pious life, and a method. Uh, by which we can enjoy 
substantially, meaningfully, in a wholesome way, in a bountiful way, um, with least uh, repercussions, materially speaking, hmm? um, that that is uh, that that's the dar- the Dharma marg, hmm? um, uh, and so first there is inquiry about Dharma, atato Dharma jignasu. This is the 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 the, the, the larger section of the Vedic wisdom. What did Arjun tell Krishna? Tell Arjun in the second can, can, second chapter of the Gita, Nirvandvanitya sattvasto niyoga chaimaapnavan trigunya vishaya veda nistrigunya bhavarjuna. Most of, most of the Vedas are dealing trigunya with the three gunas. That's the perverty mark, the path of wholesome acquisition of sorts. Hmm? At least it's it's how to do it is prescribed in the scripture. What's really wholesome is that you're following the revelation. Hmm? And as I say often, that's the real fruit, that you become faithful in following the revelation. And as you go deeper into the revelation, you find there's more to it than perverty. In fact, niverty is more than perverty. So less is more. Hmm? Niverty means then the renunciation. The less is actually more. Whoa. And the world turns upside down, right? And now it's Brahma Jignashu. Now you're in, you're in a Moksha Marg, Gyan Marg. You're not in the Karma Marg anymore. So you're really not in the Varnashram. So the idea that there's four goals of life within the Varnashram, Dharma, Karma, Artha, there's really only three. And moksha means to get, get out of it. Hmm? Um, so, point being, relative to your question, that Krishna says this to Uddhava, in relation to the Kulu Guru, the Varnashram Guru, hmm? not a Sat Guru, not a Guru who's dealing with that which is eternal, because the Praviti Marg is, is not dealing with that which is eternal, only in the most general, indirect way, by way of taking the human propensity for acquisition and licensing it, hmm? and in the context of that, instilling faith in the revelation that they may eventually come to pursue knowledge of the self and and so forth and in bhakti rasa jignasu this would be the the way the ramanuja looks at it first do karma then do gyan then do bhakti hmm? we have a little different idea bhakti is very generous comes even to the those who aren't inquiring about uh, dharma <laughs> and through sadhusanga hmm? and affects us. Of course, as we apply ourselves in the context of bhakti, the fruits we should be looking for is the kind of morality that comes out of being a stout follower of the varnashram, good character, so on and so forth. Uh, not you're going to be dancing with the, with uh, with Krishna in the rasa lila. That's that that'll come, but. Uh, the, the, all of that that lies beneath that, so to speak, is within what it means to be a gopa or a gopi. Hmm? Hmm. We don't separately pursue it. It all will come in the context of bhakti. So we should be looking for results like cleansing the heart, giving up on arthas, and so forth, hmm? uh, on a lower level. So at any rate, um, uh, 
the the Kula Guru here, the Varnashram Guru, the Karma Dharma Marg Guru, is not a Sad Guru in the way I'm speaking, but he's not teaching about that which is eternal. He's teaching about how to live a pious human life. Right? Uh, and Krishna's saying, I am that guru. Hmm? So what to speak of then a guru that's teaching on a higher level, that's teaching about gyan, that's teaching about bhakti, about bhakti rasa. Hmm? When we come to gyan, then now again we're talking about that which is eternal. Gyan means the to know the difference between the self and the body, which is a, which is not that much of a concern within bhakti, because our concern is with loving Krishna, out of which the difference between the self and the body will naturally arise. Because to serve Krishna, we have to be a sharanagata for it to be meaningful, hmm? and it's really not. You really can't surrender halfway. <laughs> Can you imagine if the army says, we're going to half surrender? <laughs> Doesn't work that way. They keep coming until, they, until you completely put up the flag, drop your gun, both hands, your hands raised, hmm? and then make, and you make progress. Hmm? Then they take you in, right? So, so, um, uh, so, uh, 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 with uh, with gyan with with bhakti, we're talking about something that's eternal. So you can have a sad guru in that sense. A sad means he's teaching with a sad, with eternal. It has to begin with the atma, hmm? teaching about the atma, not about a pious human life, and more than that, teaching about bhakti bhakti rasa, the life of the self uh, in transcendence. Again, teaching about the difference between the atma and the body is not a big part of bhakti. Read Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That's the handbook. And it's 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 even stated there that this is this is not a very this is this is not directly bhakti. Now of course Rupa Goswami is writing this in a culture where everybody knows theoretically that they're not the body. I mean, imagine living in a world, in a country, where everybody just uh, believes from day one they're, that you're not the body. That's there, okay? Reincarnation is there. What a different world that would be. Hmm? When we look, that's an important point, because when we look at certain things in the Vedic culture that might seem weird according to our culture at this time and so forth, you have to go back and look at the things that were in place at that time, the concepts, the ideas, the, what, what meaning, what, what the meaning of life was, what, what the purpose of life was, and so forth. And then those things will be looked at, the, the cultural ways that people conduct themselves, social ways and so forth, will be looked at, uh, you know, it's a, whole, it's a whole different light. You can't just divorce that the substance of what the culture was like about and take some aspect of it and say, aren't they weird? Because they said this or you know obviously we've made progress since then. We don't think like that anymore. Well, you don't think like that, but then how do you think? You think there's no God, there's no self, the uh we're just robots and salvation is to, you know, 
go to the robotic heaven uh, <laughs> and never break, you know. I mean, it's not a, not a really attractive um, idea. If, um, so, just a, a side point. But, but the power of bhakti hmm, and the teaching is such that, yes, of course, it's, it's understood that you're not the body and, and that Krishna has a spiritual body and you're going to get a spiritual body and so on and so forth. What is the Sarup Shakti? This is a huge show. I mean, we should be hearing Dulal Chandrapavu's uh, glasses on Bhakti Sandarbha. There's a huge, there's a, this is a, this is where Jiva Goswami really brings it all out in terms of what is the Sarup Shakti. Very, very, very important. That, because it's because of the Sarup Shakti we can understand Bhagwan. Hmm. Brahman doesn't have any Sarup Shakti that's functioning and therefore Brahman is still. Hmm. Bhakti is constituted of Sarup Shakti and so forth. So, so it, this is the emphasis to come under the Sarup Shakti, that influence that Bhakti is constituted of and doing that properly, absorbing oneself in Bhakti, then very naturally one understands they're not the body and one conducts themselves differently than if they were the body also. They don't go and perform austerities by bathing in the river, you know, tonight, you know, up to the neck, you know, uh, or sitting next to the fire at noon and in August here or July when it's really hot, uh, like the Gyanis, the Tapasvis do. But we do forego things that are unfavorable to bhakti. Hmm? We retire them. That's where, that's what's called effort. You might have heard that there's effort and mercy involved in capturing Krishna. When Mother Yasoda tried to bind Krishna with a rope, it was two inches too short. Those two inches represent mercy and effort. Mercy is there, the opportunity presents itself, examples are come before us, the teaching, a favorable environment is created. Uh, but then you have to make some effort too. And so there's some pinching, and and so this is not favorable. This should be given up. This is favorable. This should be accepted. And it may be favorable to my body and mind, but it's not favorable to bhakti. And so this is the discomfort, if you will. This is the austerity. And but the focus of it is all for loving Krishna, for fostering bhakti. Hmm? And if you love someone, then you know it's not an effort. It's it really it's not an effort. Therefore, the, the whole idea is to hear about Krishna, see how beautiful he is, how charming he is. His friends are, his associates. You become attracted to them. These are real people. They're more real than the people and the person that you think you are. That person is false. That's a false person. It's not a soft person. It's not a real person. Hmm? You understand? It, your psychosomatic you know, makeup is it's, it's, it's just here today and it will, be, it will definitely be gone tomorrow. Hmm. Hmm. Krishna's not like that, <laughs> right? So we hear about him, we become attracted to him. We can hear the underlying the philosophy that supports that such a per- person exists and so forth. We should avail ourselves to hear directly about him as well. That's very powerful. Invoke his name, as we were talking about. Uh, as, uh, the method of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, uh, taught and exemplified in that it is with feeling. Hmm? If you chant with your heart, then your mind will follow. Wherever your heart goes, that's where your mind will go. Hmm? So, um, so in this sense, it's a very 
positive uh, approach and the negatives like that you're not the body come into view or we bring into view the idea that you have now a sadhaka day this should be treated properly there's a way to to adorn it with tilak kuntimala hmm? um, there are things that uh, we'll put on our tongue and things that others that we won't only the remnants of Krishna Prashad what we'll allow use the ears for we can use the body but now it's a it's a body in 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 um, a spiritual body in progress, so to speak, and as we uh, go through the pain, if you will, the austerity of of changing our our sadhaka daya and our siddha daya, that will have scope for for arising. So the beginning the point I'm making in a roundabout way here is the beginning of that which is sought is to know the difference between self and the body and to be and to pursue that and we go of course beyond that so we're the sad, sad gurus, <laughs> the Gaudiya people uh, they're teaching about not only that you are eternal but what your eternal prospect is in relation in, in, in connection with bhakti hmm? um, bhakti rasa so that is the basic idea. What is the Sadguru? And then there are all kinds of other gurus. Now, how we should honor the Sadguru? Well, I've given an example how Krishna said we should honor the less than Sadguru, as if Krishna himself is there. So it's a it's a promoting of a whole of a worshipable um, culture, a culture of worship, service, and so forth. And it may look weird to the modern society who. You know, they don't want to be servant of anybody. Hmm? Everybody wants to be a master. What did Chinamarsha say? He quoted some English professor, better to be, uh, to serve and to, to, to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. It's the modern, kind of modern idea. Better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. To be free, to be your own independent person, your own, walk your own path, you know. And uh, the cars are, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Get these shoes, and what end is this path? I remember seeing this ad, it always comes to my mind. These shoes, just walking, these footprints, just going, you know, his own way, you know. Get these shoes, and be be yourself. <laughs> you know, be independent. We, we, we're not independent. We're totally independent. Everything is interconnected here. We're, we're totally dependent. And uh, entities, even our, you know, material identity. And... Um, and and there's and, and we're tatasta, so we have to serve. What did Bob Dylan say? Son, gotta serve somebody. I think he has a song. He got that from the devotees. Um, he spent a little time with them. So um, and that's you know what typical early on Iskon kind of gotta serve somebody. You know? Serve Maya, or gonna serve Krishna. So simple reasoning, logic. You know, to, Bring people on board, if you will. That's it's true. So, um, serving ego, right? Replace the enjoying ego, and so gurus everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's a still there is a gradation also. So there's a sadguru. Now, the way that you're talking about also, which some people may also think about it, is okay within the context of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we've got a sadguru. What does that mean? Because the guru is eternal. Well, it, it, it doesn't mean that the guru, my guru, is my guru eternally. 
That's kind of where your question sometimes uh, leads, or, or where what's behind sometimes a question like that within Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And um, <clears throat> I think there's a there's a there's a broader answer and a more narrow answer to that. The broader answer is along the lines of what we've already been talking. That Krishna is the guru. He appears in, in as Prabhupada said in his discourse in Bombay on the day of the uh, the Asa Puja of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur when the God Brothers had gathered. He had a famous lecture. He said the Yachari is one appearing in a multitude of forms to bring the teaching to you and I and so forth. And and so Krishna is the guru. <clears throat> and um, through, so through our guru we're going to meet Krishna. But what about the then the Vaishnava who who Krishna's manifesting in and it's kind of that's where the question uh, goes. So in a broader sense, well, Guru is eternal, so the knowledge is eternal. What he or she represents is eternal, and that's why we regard the Guru because of his or her knowledge. And bhakti is a kind of knowledge, of course. Obviously, I'm speaking of it. it is the Raja Vidya, it's the end of all knowledge, the king of knowledge, and so um, laden, heavy. Guru means heavy with knowledge. Uh, we we worship that. Then Krishna is the person, the end of all knowledge. Bhakti is the end of knowledge. We can also say, um, but Krishna says, "I'm I, I'm the guru." So that's one kind of broader way to think about it. But obviously, the the teacher, the teachers that we have, they will be there in eternity also, right? And they are a personification of a particular type of bhakti, like the Manjari Bhav or like the Sakya Bhav. And in one sense, our goal is not Krishna, but love of Krishna. We want to be. We can't. We want. We don't want to become Krishna. We want to become love of Krishna. Thich Nhat Hanh years ago wrote a book. I saw he's a famous Buddhist, Vietnamese Buddhist uh, teacher. It was called Being Peace. Being Peace. And I thought it should be Being Love. That's a better idea. So being Love and Peace is contained within that. Being. So we actually want to be. Love. Hmm? In other words, we want to be, that is, Krishna is one part of the equation of rasa. He's the Vishayalambana, the object of, of rasa. And then there is the, 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 the personification of, he's the object of love, then there's the personification of love, who's a devotee. Hmm? So we want to be, be a unit of that bhava hmm? that makes up Sudam, Sudam, Rupa Manjari. Hmm? It's, 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 it's the same bhav. You want to be that, be in the bhav. <laughs> but really, <laughs> so uh, not just wearing a t-shirt or something. Like that, but, uh, so, um, so, so our guru uh, uh, mm, uh, is uh, you know a personification of this of a particular uh, bhava. Now it depends on the here we go in the details. We look at it a different way instead of a broader way. We're like, what about you know that guru? Because uh, it's, this this is kind of behind the question. Sometimes I know some of the Prabhupada's disciples ask Shri Maharaj, what happens when you know we 
our guru passed on, and then we're here, and we might have to take birth again, and and so forth. So, how's that all work? So Sridhar Maharaj answered at the time. He said, "He said Krishna sends someone. It's Guru is Krishna, and so that's why we love the Guru because you see, the reason we love the Guru is because because Krishna is represented there. Krishna is lovable." Of course, his devotees are also lovable. So, you know, it goes both ways. <laughs> but anyway, so he answered in the general way: that Krishna, the Guru, he manifests in many, many forms, and and and, and so forth. I mean, I can tell you that um, I felt uh, I would, I would be. Um, how can I say it? I mean, I would be very equally happy to be in the company of Sridhar Maharaj or of Prabhupada. And I love them somewhat differently in different ways, and follow them. But 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 uh, they're both very satisfying, <laughs> uh, and the difference is is a beautiful beautiful thing. One side Madhuri Rasa, one side Sakya Rasa. And you may follow one, but it's not that you you, you follow Sakya Rasa, for example, that you you, some, you have no regard for the for the for the. The Manjari Bhav, where the Manjaris have no regard for the Sakas. I mean, there are verses of Rupa Goswami that uh, written a one one Manjari speaking to another with a view to instill within her affection for for Subal for all he does. Rupa Goswami is praying to Subal in uh, some of his poetry. You know the, that couple very well. Please. Speak to them about me. Say something about me that might be good. That might put me in their in their uh, on their radar. Something like that. And it goes both ways. So, so, um, and I, you know, was very attached to Prabhupada, and I never thought I would meet anybody that was like could influence me like Prabhupada. But I met Chidamarsh, and and there was it was a very enlightening. Uh, experience in itself. So, the idea at first may be that, oh, another guru will come. I don't like that so much. I want my guru to come. Mm. But in a broader, deeper sense, the reason we like our guru is because he's Krishna conscious. Mm. Because he's there. He reminds us of Krishna. So, so that said, um, he answered in that way. And then, I don't know if they said something else, but he detected, you know, that they weren't entirely satisfied with that answer because they wanted Prabhupada to come back, you know, and they were thinking like that. And so he he was kind of amused and appreciated that very much, of course. And then he said, of course, uh, you know, it, 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 he's in the Nitya there, and it's it's possible that if that if if, um, if if the disciples want a connection with him, then he may be drawn, and, and he kind of said it like this, and he'll go to Krishna and say, they want me to come, you know, back. And and Krishna says, no, you, you stay here with me, I can send somebody else. And then he said, but no, they want me. It's me that they want. So Krishna says, all right, then you go. Something like that. So then they're, ah, oh, <laughs> they're happy about that. So, um, so what you know, there's a, he opened the door all possibilities in, in 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 that sense, but taking it another step, 
if you don't mind, if you will, then, um, of course, uh, um, someone like Prabhupada, which is very extraordinary, had a very broad campaign. Uh, the, the likeness, if we want to make comparisons, there are examples. We can make a comparison to the campaign of Virabhadra Gosai, the uh, stepson of Janava, uh, Nityananda Prabhu. He was the Senapati Acharya. You heard the term? <laughs> There's some Purana that says there will be a Senapati, a great general. He will go to other countries and spread Krishna consciousness. And some of uh, my god brothers said, see, that's the that's prediction of Prabhupada and so forth. Yeah, good enough. But at the time of Virabhadra Goswami, which was after the passing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, at the time Virabhadra became prominent, he was thought to be the fulfillment of that. Um, Prediction. Hmm? So the group of Nityananda, of course, he was influenced by Janava and Madhurya Ras, that sector of Nityananda's following, but he followed in the footsteps of the earlier followers of Nityananda Prabhu, who were really big, in that they were like bleeding heart liberals. You know, give them shot, shot them, you know, <laughs> create some facility for them, you know. Uh, Falling at their feet, begging them to chant, and and concerned also about their material welfare and uplifting them on all levels and so forth. That's a, they were kind of Vaishnava um, social activism hmm, in the context of their eternal dispensation. Hmm. Uh, I mean, Nityananda Prabhu adopted everybody. In uh, you know, in Saptagram, those seven he adopted them. They're mine. They're they're spoken for. Hmm? And then he commissioned his people to go and minister to them and so forth. So, anyway, so if you want a, someone to liken Prabhupada's campaign to, and Puja Bhachita Marshpart did it very beautifully. It's the Nityananda Prabhu himself and his immediate followers. And, and uh, but anyway, a broad campaign. So in a broad, broad campaign, then you can pick up people who, from different lives and from, even from different sampradayas, and go go to sampradaya has that power to be deep as it is and very broad also because Krishna Swayam Bhagavan. So all forms of God are within Him. The Maha Mantra, the Nam Mantra, is a universal mantra. You could chant it and have the conception of Ram Chandra and Krishna, or uh, and so forth. So. Uh, it can bring in a wider circle. We see some of Prabhupada's disciples eventually, as they learned more and they developed, there's a few of them that became very much attracted to the Sri Sampradaya and, and this uh, uh, Aishvarya um, Prem, Aishvarya Bhav. Hmm? Met teachers in a, in a Sri Sampradaya and so forth. So you could see that this is an example of how the broad campaign brought people within. And Prabhupada went to Bombay and opened a temple and put Radha and Krishna on the altar in Gornatai. And there are many Ram Bhaktas amongst the supporters. So I said, put Ram, Sita Ram on the other altar over there for them. You know, let them have Ram Bhakti. You know, so he had this broad side to him. And of course, he had this deep side, his own personal. Okay, but on my own altar, I'm putting Krishna Bhagavan on there, okay? <laughs> if you can, you know, figure it out. That's what he did in, in Vrindavan, in the center altar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the you know the narrow focus, if you will, the deeper focus, and then there's the broader campaign in general that he's empowered to do. So you're going to pick up people in the broader campaign who then will be 
sent to different departments. Send one to Bhaikuntha, send this one to, send, may send some to Madhurya Rasa, Madhurya Maharaj, send them to Puri Maharaj, send them to Bhaktivedanta Narayana Maharaj. These people came on the scene afterwards, and some of Prabhupada's disciples went to them, and then they started talking, Madhurya, Madhurya, so forth, and uh, good, it's all good. We know about it too, I mean, but Prabhupada didn't, has a different preoccupation. It didn't cause him to emphasize it exclusively in the way that uh, others, and rightfully so, uh, uh, have. And so we find people going there, these campaigns. I know some of my governors became influenced by Sridhar Maharaj, and he became the prominent guru in their lives in terms of following Madhurya Rasa, and, uh, and, and they understood Prabhupada as per Guru Maharaj, to be in Sakya Rasa, and, and so forth. You know, I'm on the other side of the equation. So, uh, there may be some who are followers of Prabhupada, like through and through, so to speak, you know, through the, they follow him externally, Gaudiya Vaishnav, and they follow him internally, and their focus is on being his group. Because he's got a group, he's in the Leela, and that opportunity is there for them, and they may be so so influenced, so then you, then you can have such a person as your sadguru in the sense of he's my guru in the lila. Hmm? Even if you were to take birth again, if that was your objective, hmm? he may not necessarily come back. That's kind of a, a little bit of a stretch, if you will. Uh, but another will come. And then you'll be in his group who will be helping you to enter into Prabhupada's group. Hmm? You'll be in his group in terms of the Sangha. Hmm? And, uh, I mean, we have the, the example of Narutam Thakur, hmm? praying to his guru, Lokanath, put me in the camp of, place me in the camp of Rupa Goswami. Hmm? So, so there, that's like a, you know, sad side all the way, you know, through kind of a thing. So you have relationship with him in the Leela as group leader in a particular bhava, particular rasa that you that um, that, that he's in and you're following and so forth. So one can have that ideal and one can realize that ideal. Even they may take a number of births before that happens and have different gurus and the and, and it's the same thing. As I said uh, some people came to Prabhupada and they're going to place them here or there. Mm-hmm. Or or through his influence, and Sri Ramarish come into the picture. He opened the door. Mm-hmm. Once he opened the door, the crack it open. Other people coming in, under the same. Puri Marsh came in. Mm-hmm. He was a worshiper of Sri Ramarish. So, you got Sri Ramarish, you got Puri Marsh. Right? Uh-huh. Next door to them is uh, Devananda Gaudiya Math, and, 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 and Ryan Marsh is a disciple of that gr- group, and like a cousin of, of of mine. He came, he was campaigning, but this is all. I don't say that prophets pressing buttons or something like that, but they're part of a transcendental system. Hmm? Someone once said, Well, you know, Prabhupada didn't make any emphasis on Sridhar Marsh, that he should be the successor. You know, just like he, he, you know, he said, henceforward, 
you know, something, and they make a big thing that Prabhupada was teaching Ritvik. So you're making a big thing that, you know, Prabhupada said, you know, some one one sentence about Trito immersion, making a big thing. Well, it's not quite the same. One is Upasadanta, Ritvik Vad. The other thing is perfect Siddhanta, and and there's a lot more to back it up. And some things, big things, sometimes come in small packages. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is a very is one line of a verse. Jiva hmm? Goswami and Krishna Sandarva makes the point similar to this. Well, so what if it's only one line? Vedanta Sutra is only one one line here, here and there. Tarko, hmm? Pratishtana, um, this one, that one, Atato, Brahma Jignasu, these really cryptic statements, but there's so much packed into them is the point that all these volumes and volumes of commentaries on Vedanta are coming out of the out of the sutras, the packing out of the sutra. Shankar has written page out of the page, Ramanuja and Ramadva and Nimbarka and Baladev out of each verse and so forth. So yeah, Prabhupada said, and for philosophy, see my God with the Bhagavad when asked, is there anyone else we can associate with after your departure for philosophy, my God, whether it be our Sridhar Marsh of Navadvip. That's one line, but it's a big one. And then, then you see what is this philosophy, and how did he teach, and then you find, then you. So, um, but, yes, I would say, Prabhupada didn't consciously make a plan to say that Sridhar Marsh will be my successor, and I'm expressively, explicitly teaching this to all of you, how my succession will go on. Hmm? No, he didn't do that. No. Hmm? If he did anything expressly, it was to uh, ex- express a desire that his own disciple, leading, leading disciples amongst his disciples would be his successors. That's what he wanted. Hmm? Pretty natural. That's what he wanted. And But by Krishna's arrangement, through the transcendental system, if you will, that he's part of, hmm, he said what he said. It opened the door. And when the disciples who he would have liked to have walked in his shoes were tripping, hmm, the crack in the door, the shooter marsh became wider and wider, and, and he's just sitting there, huh, me? What do you want? You know, what are you looking at me for? You guys are the big mission all over the world. I'm sitting over here, and I've been waiting to pass on for for years now. I'm ninety percent blind, and and uh, but I love Swami Maharaj. Hmm? He wanted me to help you, and I I'll serve him. Hmm? Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta wanted him to bring me out. Wanted your Swami Maharaj to bring me out. He said hmm? so many times he tried to drag me out for preaching, and now even after his passing, see. He's sending you to drag me out. So, the fag end of my life, I, I'll empty out my bag of everything I have on your open hearts and and receptive ears and for two hours in the morning and evening. He sat with sessions like this, answering questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it was, a, I want to say, it, it's a transcendental arrangement. Hmm? You have to put the pieces together and you can see this is a substantial succession. The other succession is, uh, had, had floundered to some extent and, and uh, 
this one, uh, Sridhar didn't flounder, and then there may be followers like our, ourselves, we were all his followers as well, so we have to keep good character. Hmm. And I teach on a high level, now you ought to have high character. Otherwise people say, so we teach on a high level, well, look at their character. It's not changing. Hmm. And so that's your important, that's important. Good practice, good character. Yes. I'm a question of them. Meaning to ask, it just didn't fit in a lot of what we were talking. It, it has to do with the Bhagavad Gita Lila, which is is a manifest Lila in the material world at some point, in some place, right? Once in the day of Brahma. And, and so my my question is, is that in speaking about that that in Krishna Lila, the players, we say the personalities. You can find Arjuna and Dwarka. That's your question, right? That, yeah, it's that, because they, they, in Krishna Lila, then they also have their position in in, in and and so I'm thinking, okay, if Arjuna and the Pandavas are appearing with Krishna every time, and that, but it's only manifest in the material world. Sometimes doesn't they? They would seem to naturally have a, an identity in Goloka Vrindavan because everything is. Inhaled into ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Rupa Goswami uh, places them in Dwarka, in Golok. In Golok. Yeah, but otherwise, of course, it's said that the 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 manifest lila, which is manifest and unmanifest, is also always manifest somewhere. So that's another way of thinking about it, right? It's always manifest somewhere, just like, and it's a very good example. It's always twelve o'clock somewhere. It's always eleven o'clock, somewhere. Hmm? So it's a beautiful example, actually. Um, so that's one way of looking at it. But Rupa Goswami does place him in Dwarka within Goloka, Arjun, the Pandavas. Hmm? That's what I was trying to think. Yeah, it is the manifest there, but at some point it gets wound up. Right? It gets wound up. So, so I said, sort of, well. They couldn't be wound up with the other imperfect souls that haven't. You know. Yeah, there are. It's like the Jagannath Puri Lila also. It's said in some places that there in the outer petals of Golok there's a Jagannath Puri Chaitanya Lila going on as well. <laughs> something something similar to it uh, without certain elements that would be present in, in a in in a in a in a. Uh, Manifest world, but yeah, Arjuna's there, according to Goswami and Goloka Also, we may like him more, and in, <laughs> in the in the that's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's said that the uh, the the the, uh, the sadhakas they want to all attain the Golok, and the residents of Golok they all want to participate in the in the Gokul. Hmm. The manifestly, because it is it is sweeter. It said that the 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 golok actually comes out of the. It's backwards, out of the manifest lila. It's more full, so it comes out of it. So we find Gopu Kumar. He's going effortlessly between the two. So these things, you know, they can be talked about in different ways to try to like bring this multi-dimensional reality and fit it between the ears and so forth. But 
In fact, it's talked about a little differently, the idea of we don't find, I mean, here's an example, we don't find Gopakumar in his progress related in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, taking birth in Krishna Leela, in the manifest Leela, before entering into Golok. Hmm. It's just the point. Vishwana Chakrati Thakur says, in, in uh, yeah, Madhuri Kadambani, first he would take birth in the Krishna Leela, manifest on earth, and then hmm, neither Janasharma. Hmm. He's in Braj, but Krishna Leela is not manifest at, at that time. And he's, he's Mathura Brahma, Janasharma, and Gopakumar is telling him his story. He came from Golok. Hmm. Telling him a story, right? so um, there's different ways to talk. We generally take it as Vishnu Chakravarti talks, and I think Jiva Goswami has said something along those lines too. Perhaps in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Hmm. Um, but I think that, the, of course, I think that the teaching of Sanatana is there's no difference between Golok and Gokul. There's no difference there. One's not lesser than the other. One could be more than the other. Could be. And he, so he's equally, you know, able to, he's, the Bob is the same. There are different ways to think about it. Hmm. But if you think about it the way you, 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 you avoid a certain, certain, um, you get around a certain argument by taking the Gopakumar course. Krishna Lila doesn't have to physically manifest. It can be in the hearts of devotees. Uh, yeah. In the modern mind, I mean, maybe a way to talk about it will be free them from their mind, <laughs> their intellect. So, that help? Good. Okay. What's the time? Okay. Shri Shri Gorada Madhava Kijai Bodhivashtam Guru Paramparagi Gor Bhaktivinoda. Panchakalpaturu vischa kipasindu veva cha.